Right now we are within days between two great feasts in the church commemorating the angels and archangels. This past Friday we celebrated the feast of the archangels, Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael. And then tomorrow will be the feast of the holy guardian angels. And so it's a great time for us right now to draw our attention to a deeper awareness of the invisible world of creation. That of all the majesty and beauty and grandeur we see in the visible creation, in other human persons, and in creation around us, all of that is a mere sign of a much deeper, more active, invisible world of the angels. And the angels not only play a specific role in creation, but also have natures that are unique from ours. Angels are not just humans without bodies. One might sometimes hear someone uh, at a funeral who's mourning the loss of a loved one remark in passing, oh, he's an angel now. But that is not true. And of many, one of many things is the distinction that angels have fixed wills, meaning they made one decision at the beginning of creation to serve or not to serve God. And the good angels who chose yes to serve God by that one singular decision merited the grace of salvation for them. And we believe by tradition those who said no were led by Lucifer and he brought with him a third of the angels whom we now refer to as demons. So this teaching about the angels is very good news for us because what does it mean? The good angels, those archangels and the guardian angels, we can be assured that they are always there for us. Their minds will not change. They will never turn against us and they are forever uh, fixed on serving God and serving us. Human beings, on the other hand, this is not the case. We can choose not to do something and then change our minds and do it. Or we can choose to do something and then later say no. In our world and all of history, it is undeniable that where you come from has a major influence on where you will end up in life. It's never absolutely determinative, but it has a more or less significant influence depending on the structure of the society. A peasant farmer in early modern Europe had effectively no hope of moving up in society. And growing up in an underprivileged neighborhood in the U.S. makes it harder to get ahead later in life. But when it comes to our status in the kingdom of God, our past, whether good or bad, 
whether privileged or disadvantaged, does not matter. No amount of sin or lack of faithfulness in one's past in any way determines whether or not we can be a recipient of God's grace and become a saint. And on the other hand, one's past religiosity or amount of charitable deeds performed in no way guarantees salvation in the present. What matters is our trust in God in the present and a commitment to ongoing daily conversion. This may sound obvious, but it's really not if you stop and think about how often our past shapes the way we see ourselves in the present. The devil, for example, wants us to see ourselves in light of our sins, since that's completely contrary to the love with which God sees us. The devil and his minions try to keep us from seeking God's mercy by convincing us we're not worthy of it or that it won't do any good. Or for sins we've already confessed and repented of, these devils try to remind us of them, to hang them over our head and sow doubt in our hearts of God's unconditional mercy. If we're blessed to have been raised Catholic and practicing our entire life, the need for conversion is no less. In fact, for this group, there's a strong temptation for faith to become routine without letting it touch our hearts. In the parable of the two sons we hear in today's gospel, Jesus makes the provocative claim that certain tax collectors and prostitutes, the most despised and rejected in society, are actually closer to the kingdom of God than those who appear to be the most righteous. Jesus shows throughout the gospel a certain predilection for sinners who convert. The message is clear. No matter where we are now, and where we came from, what matters is whether we freely choose each day to turn toward God and participate actively in his ongoing work of sanctification. We are not angels because we can change at any time during our lives on earth. Nothing in this life is determinative when it comes to the kingdom of God. So if you know it's possible to become a saint and you know God freely offers you the grace to do it, what are you waiting for? If you've made a resolution in the past but failed, as Donnie Brasco says, forget about it. Ask the Lord's pardon, make amends, and start again then repeat tomorrow and every day. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org.
That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.